This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. We wrap up the week. Kings are going to have a winning season for the first time since 2006. Let that sink in for a moment. Hey, if you were at the arena yesterday, for either the first or second session, I would love to hear from you. If you were at the Princeton-Arizona upset, I would love to hear from you. I want to know how the experience was and what you thought about it. So uh, I would really like to get some feedback on that, all right? Good to have you on board. If you want to talk about uh, the NBA free agency and the NFL, anything else that's going on in the world of sports, I'm right here, and we are happy to uh, do that. This first weekend of the NCAA tournament is crazy. I mean, it's just it's absolutely crazy trying to keep up with everything. A lot of games going on right now. And that's, uh, you know, one reason a lot of people are asking me how come I didn't do my show yesterday. There were two reasons. Number one, the uh, Kings game started at uh, 4.30. And second of all, the games going on in Sacramento and all the other NCAA games just didn't make sense uh, to do a show. So that's why, for those of you out there that were wondering. But anyway, at the half, uh, fairly Dickinson is leading Purdue. That would be obviously a mammoth upset uh, if Purdue were to lose the uh, number one seed. You have got uh, Kentucky on top of Providence, 38-31 at the break. Grand Canyon's playing the Zags. You got Drake in Miami. And uh, anything else going on, uh, we will keep you uh, posted. What do you want to talk about today? All right, you want to talk about the uh, Kings? You want to talk about the NCAA tournament? Do you want to talk about free agency in the National Football League? Aaron Rodgers, whatever else you want to talk about, we'll do it. Need a leadoff man, and that would be Brian. Brian, thanks very much for calling the show. Hey, Grant, always good. Want to do uh, uh, get into the NCAA and uh, get into the feedback of yesterday. We had a wonderful, exciting time. Uh, the atmosphere exceeded my expectations just not going to an event like that. And so glad we paid the extra money to be down in the lower level with all the fans and everything. Yep. And it just was a great experience with the boys and, and great bonding. And we had a fabulous time. I'm happy. Uh, now, I can't remember. Were you at the session one or session two? I was at session two. So I saw the uh, Northwestern and Boise and UCLA. And what surprised me was I expected a good game between – Boise and Northwestern just on the spread. And yep. th- of course it was, but what was really great was their fans traveled, especially Northwestern. I happened to be sitting in a, a section with a, a group of Northwestern alumni uh, uh, buddies who've met up. And I'll tell you, they were about as entertaining as the game itself, you know, with all the, <laughs> all, yeah. you know, you know, you know how that is, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, yes. 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 So, 
so but the banter and the and the fans there and it just created the atmosphere uh, uh, contributed to the atmosphere and uh, having a great game uh, alongside that that made that made it worth it and you know UNLV I expected a blowout it was just really fun to see UNLV or not UNLV excuse me uh, UCLA and you could just see I mean they were minimum boys uh, amongst the you know the four teams that I saw and it was really cool just to see a historic program live. What was the crowd like upstairs? Was the place pretty full? Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. You can hear that. The, the place was on the second level. It was scattered. Uh, okay. You know, and I would say you could tell a lot of people were there all day. By the time the halftime of uh, UCLA with it being a blowout, yep. people started. Yeah, to they go, left. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, we stayed the whole time just, you know, because we were there. But uh, between the, of course, the Princeton upset, Western being a good game, you know, or UCLA sure. blowing them out. At that point, people were just leaving. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, so, thanks very much for the feedback. I'm glad you and the boys had a great time. Yeah, well worth it. And anyone who does this, uh, wait, I, you know, wait until the, the teams are announced. Prices are cheaper. And for the extra money, if you can afford it, definitely stick, get on the lower level because I had a few friends who were on the upper level and I could tell they did not have the same uh, experience as far as the atmosphere. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Let's get to uh, Eli next year. Hello, Eli. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking my uh, rant suggestion. That was, that was a good one. I listened to your yes. podcast and, and heard your rant. Thank so. you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, good, uh, great podcast. You know, you had me going down memory lane about the uh, the Kings and their long playoff drought, and it got me to thinking about the last time I was at a Kings playoff game, and that would have been in two thousand four. It was against the Timberwolves, wow. and I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Grant, but I think that the game that I was at went to overtime. I think there was an overtime yep. game there. Yep. And the one I went to was they were like losing by quite a bit. There was three minutes left. And then me and my dad left at about the three minute mark. And then we turned the game on and the car and the radio and it went to overtime. <laughs> and then I believe. Why did you why did you leave? I don't know. I was 12, I think. And my dad was like, OK, yeah, let's leave. You know, we weren't really thinking about it. So, well, and if we, if that's we the one known, thing I, I will tell you, the one thing I would say as a kid growing up, it did not matter what the score of the game was. It didn't matter what the weather was. It didn't matter if it was pouring rain, if the New York Giants were down by 50. It did not matter if we were at a baseball game and it was 15 to 1 in the ninth inning. We never, ever, ever, ever left a game early. And I would also tell you, because of that, in my childhood, we saw some of the most amazing comebacks, okay? Because we thought the game was over. A lot of people around us would leave and we ended up seeing some great sports uh, because of that. I was always grateful to my dad that he never left any sporting event early. Absolutely. And now if you were to tell me that uh, there'd be 16 long years until another playoff appearance, I would have taken that seriously. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yes, you would have. That's very yeah. funny. And speaking of which, um, you know, so I'm on StubHub, right? I'm looking at the hypothetical playoff games. The cheapest game right yeah. now is $1,080 for the first playoff game. Can you believe that? Yeah, I believe it. Seriously. And I'll tell you what else. If it's the Lakers or it's the Warriors, 
you and I both know the place is going to be uh, filtered with fans from those teams all over the place. Yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, I know. That would that'd be really a bad – that would be awful. That would really, really uh, not be good. I, I would agree with you on that. So, anyway, as far as your rants, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it because I was not – I was unaware of that. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's been going on all season, Grant. I think that uh, others have already told you well, that as well. But I think I remember it going on certainly in, in the past year or so. And then I guess back then the, the justification would have been COVID. I don't think anybody's seriously – Yeah, so what – so, so for those of you that are listening and have no idea what we're talking about, Eli brought up the fact that the Kings TV is not on this road trip. And so I did a rant on that today. It is incomprehensible to me that the Sacramento Kings and NBC Sports California, which is just a horseshit organization, <laughs> yep. are not are not traveling the TV announcers during the biggest year that the Kings have had since 2006. It's embarrassing. It's an insult to the fans. It is, to me, totally ridiculous and out of line. This is the N-freaking-N-N-N-N-B-A, for crying out loud. You can't send the announcers on the road. It's disgraceful. Yeah, and, and Gary's on the road. I mean, I see, he's doing yeah. the radio games, so yep. it's uh, obviously he doesn't work for NBC Sports, right? So that's probably the difference there. He works um, for the Kings, so. yeah. 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 So it is embarrassing. It's ridiculous. And I didn't imagine it would still be going on this long. But um, nonetheless, uh, Grant, I was going to ask you, do you think that, um, well, first of all, do you think the Kings are going to be making the playoffs in subsequent years, assuming that nothing major changes and they keep their current core? Or do you think we're going to have another long drought after this? No, I don't. The only way you're going to have a long drought is if De'Aaron Fox or Sabonis have, you know, a season ending injury or an injury that keeps them out of the lineup for 30 or 40 games, then you're going to have the impact that Zion Williamson has had on New Orleans. And we can pick out other teams as well. That that would be the only way, Eli, in my opinion, that the Kings would stall in this resurgence. Yeah, because um, I'm looking at subsequent tickets and they're, for subsequent games. Obviously, we don't know how many playoff games there's going to be, but they're going down to only you know $400 or so. And I'm thinking, uh -huh. okay, so if we have like, a few years of playoff appearances, two years or three years or whatever. Hopefully that's not going to be as ridiculous because the people go into that first game, uh, you know, that are going to be shelling out a thousand dollars, at least per ticket. I, I hope you know, we like nothing's guaranteed, nothing's guaranteed in life and certainly in sports. I mean, injuries yeah. dictate so many things in sport. And if De'Aaron Fox, you know, goes down with an injury where it's significant, whether it requires surgery or, something of that magnitude or Sabonis, you know, then all of a sudden the Kings probably are a non-playoff team. So it's very fragile. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully none of that happens, but hopefully more free agents come and hopefully our team gets stronger yep. in the off season. Yep. And that, you know, so we'll see, but uh, all right. Well, thanks Grant. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Eli. Appreciate that. Good hearing from you. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, the, the, the folks at, uh, NBC Sports, uh, California, I, I've been very open about this. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of them. I've never been a fan of them. Uh, there are some good people that work for them, that I've worked closely with, that know what they're doing. Unfortunately, they're not in the decision-making business. All right, they don't have the power 
that is necessary to fix what's going on. I would love to go and work for NBC Sports California for a period of a couple of months, and I would make them a lot better. Guarantee it. I would make them a lot better. And I, I hope that doesn't sound, you know, self-serving, but it's just the truth. It's just the truth. Uh, it's just awful. Can you imagine, seriously, not having in the NBA your TV announcers on the road with the team? But, of course, you know what? They're really good at hiring. That's the one thing you got to give them credit for. You know, to hire someone like Matt Barnes, who now has been ordered by a judge to pay his ex-wife almost $133,000 in back child support. Yeah, this is the same guy that spits in another man's face at a 49ers game, has to be ordered by a judge to do what is right and pay his child support. Okay, can go into a nightclub in New York City, allegedly sucker punch a woman in the face, get arrested, plead guilty among his other arrests, call a police officer on video that TMZ put out, calling the police officer a effing F. And yet that's the guy that NBC Sports California goes, oh yeah, we'll hire him, no problem. It's an embarrassment. The whole thing over there at NBC Sports is an embarrassment. There's just no other way to say it. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. All right, let me know what you want to talk about. Raise your hand, and we will put you right on. And again, if you want to talk about that, that's fine. I'm happy to talk about that because that's just ridiculous. It really is. Yeah. Can you can you imagine being an executive at a network? You have Matt Barnes' list of arrest in front of you, and and everything else that's gone on in his life that makes you cringe. And you would say, "Oh yeah, let's go out and hire him. He'd be great to have on our set talking about the Sacramento Kings." It's embarrassing. I mean, it really is. It's absolutely embarrassing. There's no other way to say it. Uh, good news, by the way, we didn't talk about this. Kevin Herter's MRI came back clean. So that's good news. All right. Good news. Not even a hamstring injury. So he's going to be fine uh, day to day. That's really positive news. All right, let's move on. And why don't we get to uh, John right here on Listen Up. Hey, John, good afternoon. How are you, Grant? John, good to hear from you. Happy Friday, my friend. Same to you. Kevin Herter not being hurt, that's probably the best news because uh, <laughs> last night during the during the early part of that game, I yeah. thought it was a knee or something. So I just uh-huh. I'm so glad for that. And this is coming from a man who uh, had knee surgery, at, you know, torn ACL. So I am so glad that it's not that. For one. Well, I will, I will say. Go, go ahead. Oh, no, you. No, go ahead. I was, was going to say, you know, you said you were, saying, you, were, you, you, you were going to say Kevin Herter not being hurt is a good thing. You know, you don't want Kevin Herter being hurt. No question about that. And then I know that, hey, that's one position on the Kings that we have a lot of guys 
that can do a lot of things he does, but not like he does because he's he's him. He's him. That's why we got him, and that's why that's why he's on our team. The next thing I was going to say about Arizona went down, and I've been you know I'm one of the few uh, basket uh, college basketball fans around, and my bracket didn't get destroyed, but man, it got hurt with Arizona going down. I had him going to the elite eight. How about, where did you have? Um, I had them going, uh, getting eliminated after I had them winning their first two games and losing their third game. Okay. I think we're on par with that then. And so that was disappointing to me a little bit, but it is what it is. Nobody's ever gotten it perfect, but every year we think, somebody's going to and i was hoping yep. it was going to be you <laughs> well that's hey the bottom line is you know their upsets that happen that's what makes this tournament so beautiful you know that's what makes this tournament so freaking awesome when you can see a it princeton is. win a game against arizona it is it was hey the youngsters on that team winning that game that that's going to be the greatest moment of their life however they're all going to be billionaires probably astronauts and so forth but yep. that will be something yep. that you know it'll be unforgettable their college days yep. and going through all that when i watched those games you know i just root for the kids and i remember how it was when i was a kid i recall ryan yep. talking about when he was in college playing some of the youngsters well i was a youngster in high school in san luis obispo playing against cal poly and i didn't know that i was playing against the cal poly coach and and uh five of his players and then after the game we ended up beating him grant and everybody was watching and looking around and couldn't believe we did it and the coach came up to us and and said man you should come try out for the team and i was in 11th grade and i said look this is my friend he's in 10th grade so we're a couple of years from that and he turned around and chewed his team out like <laughs> it was the day after the day after a storm. Love it. It was one of Love the it. finest things. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I hope you have a good weekend. Story for me, Grant, on a Friday. Awesome. I love it. You have a great weekend. Do the same, Grant. Thank you. All right. Take care. Let's get to some other phone calls. Why don't we say hello to Ryan in Sackdown? Hey, Ryan. Happy Friday, my friend. How you doing? Happy Friday. I'm doing well. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, John, just to follow up on your story about coaches chewing their teams out, we played at Texas Tech, and uh, that's when Bobby Knight was their coach, and uh, and we were not very good, let me tell you that. We lost by only like 15 by the time we got into the tunnel, because Texas Tech has a weight room in the basketball arena. He was Uh through the glass, and his guys were lifting weights. So wow. after the game in their game uni. So that that's one for you. So I get that. Yep. Um, there you go. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. Luckily he didn't throw a chair. So <laughs> anyways, um, Matt Barnes, Grant, uh, how does this have to be NBA ordered? He's fucking employed by the Kings. Yeah. I don't know who actually writes the checks. So I, I don't know. I do believe and I, again maybe things have changed since i've been there that the kings approve all the talent from uh nbc sports california so i don't know who actually signs his checks but i know that if the kings don't want someone on the air they can have them removed that part i do know 
it, it just it makes no sense. And like you said, I heard your rant and it it's spot on. The only thing that I can think of really, I, I, there's no sense of cost cutting, number one. Number two, uh, it, or I guess the benefit of cutting that cost it doesn't seem like it would be that much other than the TV truck like you had mentioned. But um, maybe it's something with Mark Jones's schedule because he's doing national games. Maybe that was part of something written in. I don't know. Well, again, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's another asinine, stupid decision by the Sacramento Kings to hire an announcer who misses half the games. I mean, there's nothing that goes on in, in, the, in the media aspect of that organization that makes sense. Nothing that they've done makes any sense. Let's just call it the way it is. Let's put it right out there on the table. Their hiring practices over the last three years have made zero sense. Okay. It, 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 there is no other team in the league other than two the New Jersey or New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. You know why? Because they have network announcers in Ian Eagle and Mike Breen. And when you have announcers as talented as Ian Eagle and Mike Breen in a major market, you understand that they're going to miss some games. An announcer in Sacramento should never, ever miss a game, okay? If I'm going to run the Sacramento Kings, I'm going to make it very clear to my announcers. This is your priority, okay? I'm hiring you to do our games. Make a choice. If you don't want to do all the games, then we're going to go out and get somebody else because you need an individual to identify with the fans, who becomes part of the fans, who is identifiable with the fans. And with the Kings, it's like freaking musical chairs. It's embarrassing for the franchise. It's awful. So we need to go back with the hirings uh, to begin with. Mark Jones should have never been hired. It was an awful hire. Terrible. Should have never been hired. It made no sense then. It makes less sense now. Can you imagine this franchise now being in the playoffs and Mark Jones is not going to be doing the games? Your quote-unquote lead announcer because he's doing playoffs on ESPN? It's a joke. Yeah, well, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because I know, like, at least for me, we used to, Grant, when you and Jerry, when they hit the playoffs and it was going to be a national broadcast, we were always hoping to find you guys because sometimes the games would be blacked out locally because of the national broadcast. Um, But, you know, it's just it feels like with him in that spot, and this is just me speaking as a fan, he's not connected to Sacramento whatsoever. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah, it just feels like you're watching a B-League ESPN broadcast. So, it's a joke. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, I will defend Deuce and Mo. I think both of them are great. They're good at what they do. Those were good hires. But beyond that, it's, um, it's questionable to say the least. Um, I wanted to talk about what Eli was saying, ticket prices for the first playoff game. It's only going to go yep. up. Because that's the game that everybody is going yep. to want to really be at. Like, I think about that game coming up. It, it's going to be similar to 1996 in the Seattle game, um, game three. It, it's just going to be a very, very special all-out moment. So I, I'm hoping the Kings do something um, kind of like the Raptors do with quote-unquote Jurassic Park where they have kind of that outdoor viewing or an area for the fans because don't right. perfectly for that. And then obviously they yeah. see as park. Um, so we'll see what they do, but uh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks buddy. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the tournament this weekend.
Yeah, we'll be on. Uh, you'll be doing the pregame, right, for the Wizards game, and then you and I will be doing halftime and postgame tomorrow. Absolutely. I will be there. Look forward to it. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus also uh if you have not yet ordered your t-shirt go to grantnapier.com hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, and you can order your T-shirt. GrantNapier.com. That's N-A-P-E-A-R. For those of you that misspell my name, that's okay. Hello, Waggus. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Good, good. So I was actually listening to your guys' conversation, and the Kings, it's been a while since the Kings have been in the playoffs. I forgot the games are on locally, right? Like a like local station instead of being a national broadcast. I, I'm, you're talking about for the playoffs or the regular season? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about the playoffs. Well, the, fir- the first round, the first round, uh, local TV is allowed to announce unless the game is on ABC. If the game is on ABC on a weekend, the local team's TV is is not – they're not allowed to do the game. If the game's on ESPN or TNT in the first round, no problem. After the first round, there is no local TV. There's only network TV. Got it. All right. And then also I wanted to ask you this. When I was growing up, you know – watching the Kings, it was on UPN. And then it was on, uh, I believe, I, I believe like Fox sports at that time, uh, that station was correct. Um, correct. So that's correct. So, but, but not all the games were on TV. That's uh, correct. Was that on? Per- okay. So like what changed that money NBA just get more po- Okay. Money. Okay. There we go. All right. Yeah. Very few teams um, back then. Very, very matter of fact, I'll tell you right now, um, yeah. You got to remember, it wasn't that long ago where the NBA finals were on tape delay. I'm serious. So 
the NBA, very few teams, when I broke into the league in 1988, very few teams now, uh, had all their games on TV. Very, very few teams. As a matter of fact, I don't know other than the Lakers and maybe the Knicks. I don't I don't know of any, and, and I, I don't even know if the Celtics had all their games on TV. It was not uncommon. Not, not every team did all their games on TV, and most of them did at that point maybe 50% of the games. Okay, so so, so you did about 40, 41 to 42 games like in your, early on in your career as a Kings broadcaster. Uh, I want to say TV. the first year we I, – yeah, on TV, I think I only did 30 games my first year. Okay, okay. And, yeah. and I guess my question is how – how bad was an adjustment period? I shouldn't say bad, but like, you know, going from 30, 40 games all of a sudden, now you got to do, a, you know, 80 games. Well, it, it, it wasn't bad, but I remember when I first started doing the Kings games, uh, I was also doing the sports on Channel 31. So there were many times, I remember like being in Atlanta once and we weren't doing the next game on the road trip, but we were doing the following game. And I remember getting up at like four in the morning to get on the first flight to fly back to Sacramento to do the sports on the news that night, the next night. And then I remember taking a red eye out to fly to New York to do the Knicks game the next day. So I was flying all over the country, which I thought I had the greatest freaking job in the world. Put me on an airplane right. at three in the morning. I'm the happiest guy in the world. So that was, that was a phenomenal period of my life. What was it like going from doing half the games to 82 games there was really no difference for me other than I started doing my radio show in 95. And so I had to coordinate doing my show on the road and finding studios that could accommodate me to do my radio show. So that was the most challenging part. Doing 82 games is not hard. I always get a joke. I always laugh, you know, when people talk about, for instance, uh, Thursday night football and Saturday college football with Kirk Herbstreet. Oh my God, Kirk is doing two games a week. Oh, what a workload. Let me tell you something. Doing two games a week is not hard. Anybody that thinks that doing two games a week, even with all the preparation that it requires, is not hard. Anyone thinks that is hard. And again, the people that write about these things and talk about it, I've never done it before. So they assume it's hard. If you want to find out what's hard is, go follow Kenny Albert around the country for two weeks. Now, that is challenging. But for, you know, the Joe Bucks of the world that do a World Series, and I understand he's not doing the World Series anymore, but the point I'm trying to make, for the Joe Bucks of the world that do a World Series game on a Saturday and an NFL game on a Sunday and then back doing a World Series game on Monday, anyone that thinks that is hard is delusional, all right? For Joe Buck, he could wake up from a dead sleep, walk into the booth, and do a game. It's not hard. And for the people that make it seem like it's difficult, are they 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 – are being ignorant because they don't have never experienced it. They don't know what's hard and what's not hard. It's not difficult. Okay. And again, I'm not bragging, but I used to do games on the West coast and then do, uh, when I did the arena football for the San Jose Sabercats, I can't even begin to tell you, Waggis, how many times I was on an opposite coast, less than 24 hours later, announcing a different sport. I would go from announcing a Kings game on the West coast. I would then take a, Flight either first thing in the morning or red eye. To, and we were always seen like in Florida, in Tampa, uh, in wherever. Or 
anywhere on the East Coast. And then I would fly back with the team, okay, do an NBA game again the next night, do an NBA game two nights later, and then a couple days later, again, get on an airplane, fly all the way across the country to do the Sabercats. I did that all the time. And if you take care of yourself, Waggus, and by that I mean if you get your rest when you're supposed to be getting your rest, meaning that if you can nap during the day in a hotel room, then you're going to be okay. If you, if you have trouble napping, and I really mean this, now, I'm not trying to be funny, then maybe it would be difficult because announcing games when you're tired, I've always found to be very hard because announcing a game is all sponta- spontaneous. You, you don't know what's going to happen. And your mind has to be sharp and you ad lib everything. And so there are times when I was tired and I had to really concentrate even more than normal Say, okay, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. I'd be talking to myself, stay with it, stay with it. You know, let's go, let's go, let's go. Get pumped up, let's go. Because I knew I was tired. So you just have to do things. But other than that, it's not hard at all. It's not hard at all. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. And thank you for asking, uh, answering that. Because I always wondered when I was a kid growing up, I couldn't get to see all the games. But yeah, now I know why. But um, shifting here to basketball. So I just don't understand this. And, and maybe you can answer this. How can the Warriors be seven and twenty-seven on the road and twenty-seven and I don't six know. at home? Okay. Never seen anything like and, that. Yep. And 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 another thing that's really um uh, you know, I, I, okay, the Kings have twenty-one wins I, on the road. Okay. And yep. they, And they don't play any defense. Um. Again, I mean, I, I'm not trying to sound like a broken record here. How is that going to work out in the playoffs? When the, when the uh, if when all the, the other teams have their best play, if, if 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 all the other teams have their best players off the floor, then it's going to be fine. They'll win. You know, if they play the Phoenix Suns without Kevin Durant, they'll probably win. If they play the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, they'll probably win. If they play the Mavericks without one of their two guys, they'll probably win. I mean, I hate to be, you know, that yeah. that that's just the reality. If they play the Lakers at full strength, they're probably not going to win. Okay, if they play the Warriors at full strength, they're going to have a really hard time winning. So how's it going to work out? They're going to have to outscore teams every night. They know they're going to have to outscore teams every night. They know they can outscore teams on most nights. They're not going to change who they are. They are who they are. They're going to go out and going to roll out the ball, and they're going to go, okay, we're going to outscore you. Try to keep pace with us. And guess what? Very few teams can. As a matter of fact, they're the number one offensive team in the conference. Nobody's better than them offensively. Then they know that, and they're going to roll out the ball, and they're going to go, let's go. You know, let's go. But you know, I should say I, I, I should say they average they average almost 121 points a game, All right? They average 120.9 points a game. No one else in the conference is at 120. Only the Kings. You know, that's actually a really you know good answer because you know okay now I get it. I don't know why I didn't think of this because these days players rest, so you don't really get to see the product. But once you get in the playoffs, everybody's playing. It's a different ball game. While I think the Kings have had a great season, I do believe that they're they may they may have five or ten more wins than how good they are. Would you agree with that? I don't know if I would say ten. I think that's too much, but I would say minimum five, maybe seven or eight. I think ten might be stretching it a little bit, but um, I would say I'll, I'll give you five. Here here are the teams that would concern me if they're at full strength. Okay, in the first round, Phoenix, Golden State, the Lakers, those three teams right there would make me nervous to play 
in the first round if they have all of their players on the court. Okay. Um, why not the Clippers in there? Because the Clippers have been so Jekyll and Hyde all year, including 18 and 18 on the road. And the fact is that when they did have everyone playing, the Kings went down to L.A. and won a thrilling game in double overtime. And even though I believe Paul George didn't play in the second overtime, the point is that the Kings know that they match up with the Clippers. And so for that reason, I think they would have a lot of confidence playing the Clippers. Yeah, and, and I'm always scared of the Warriors. I really feel like they're just going to turn it on and, and, and put together a run here. Um, and uh, how, how dangerous are going to be the Warriors in the playoffs? Because, I mean, that's well, the big is Andrew, is Andrew Is Andrew Wiggins going to be on the floor or not? Because, you know, there's he still is away from the team, and I think right. they need him. Obviously, what they really need is Steph Curry. But if they have Curry, Thompson, and that head case, Draymond Green on the floor, <laughs> and they're all and they're all in sync. They're going to be a tough matchup for anybody. I mean, Steph Curry is a hard guy to win four games in a playoff series against. Yeah, yeah, because he's going to go off one or two. I mean, the other night he's he. I, I think he put up fifty against the Clippers, or uh, yeah. pretty close to that, and yeah. they still lost. I just, I just know that you know, like, and Grant, correct me if I'm wrong. I just know that in the playoffs, shots are uh, you know. All of a sudden, you're missing shots. You're on the road, or you're at home, and yep. things tying up a little bit. And I've seen it many times. This happened with James Harden in Game Seven. Remember, yep. um, 2018. Yep. So it'll be fun. Love See here, show. hey, hey Waggus. Here, here's what I know about the Warriors that I don't know yeah. about the Kings. Okay. Okay. Here's what I 100% will tell you about the Warriors. In a close game, with five minutes left in the playoffs, they're not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to beat them. I don't know what's going to happen to the Kings. With five minutes left, with that pressure on them for the first time as this group, I don't know how they're going to react. I do know how the Warriors are going to react. So that that's the unknown in that type of a situation. The only person that I'm confident in those five minutes, believe it or not, is Sabonis. I'm not even confident in Fox because I haven't seen it. I just feel like Sabonis is probably the go-to guy down the stretch, in my opinion. But we will see. Thanks, buddy. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, let's move along and get to some other phone calls. And uh, it's Left Terrace. Left Terrace, good to have you on the show today. How are you? Hi, Grant. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you. Call. Um, so, um, you know, I haven't called you for a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of times I work due to the time you have your podcast, I mean, your show. But I listen sure. to you when I work at nighttime to your podcast. Um, so I want to, surprisingly, for the first time, a long time, I saw ESPN, I don't know if you saw that today, on their website, they're, they finally have something about the Kings. Not by game, but on article about the Kings, that just finally mm-hmm. have their winning records. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I think that the Kings finally getting some respect around. Um, and winning the first round of playoffs, that will prove to everybody that it's not a bluff. And it's not Correct. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. You're right. Uh, uh, if they, if you know, making a playoffs is great. Now they're a number two seed. They're not going to be any worse than a three seed. They're expected to win the first round at least. And if they don't, then that respect will go out the window. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true. So I, I watched the game when they came here and they put the Milwaukee box. Um, so 
uh, well, let me back up a little bit. The, I watched the game last night, and I enjoyed the game because it seemed like not as usual trying to push the threes. Uh, it was more like more traditional basketball yesterday. Yes, uh, last night was. Good point. Yeah, but last uh, last time they play here and I went and watched them, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, I'm watching Sabonis right in the middle of where the foul line is, and he's holding the ball with one hand, and he's willing to pass the ball to anybody around the perimeter to make the three shots. It's like uh, he's right, standing right there, and I can see between him and the uh, and the, uh, the goal, I mean, the, the basket. There's hardly anybody, just one person maybe, maybe sometimes not, because they're chasing the rest of the guy on the perimeter. I, I don't get it. I mean, if you're not that you're not that far away in the score and you have to shoot your threes so you can catch up, why not to do the twos? I mean, why not to just go out to the basket? Well, I mean, the object is to score, but the analytics have said that threes win in an NBA game and not two-pointers. But I also think Sabonis has always been a guy that loves to get his teammates involved. You know, he is a passing big man, and that's why he has triple-doubles so often because he does pass the ball. But also, you know, when his passing ability also sets up his offense because his defenders know that he's such a good passer, you play him differently. So I understand what you're saying. There are times when he has the ball and you're like, wow, he could just go to the basket and easily score. Uh, and he knows that too. I, I think that's going to be an interesting aspect of the playoffs, Lift Harris, to see how aggressive – Sabonis is going to be because I think they're going to really need him to even go up a notch in the playoffs. I, I really do. I think it's a very good point you just made. Yeah, because usually um, the years I grew up, you know, watching the basketball, uh, and usually the big man, I mean, the person right there to go after the basket, just go dunk the ball to the basket. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the game's not like that anymore. The game's not like that anymore. The analytics will tell you that you want to score, you want a three, not a two. That's why you see so many fast breaks lift terrace where a team comes down three on one and the guy with the ball has a wide open layup. And right at the end, he kicks the ball out into the corner for a three point shot. So they give up two to try to make three. And you see it every single night that you watch the NBA. And I don't like that part of the NBA. I think it's bad. It's not the way the game is supposed to be played. But the analytics tell you shoot threes. That's why you have teams shooting over 53 pointers a game. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, my experience, what I see when I watch playoffs, uh, the teams tend to be a little more defensive. So uh, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, yeah. If uh, if the Kings have an off night or they have they go up against a very good defensive team, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, well, we're going to find out. Analytics, eh? Yeah, we're going to find out. It's going to be fun. And, hey, I want to publicly thank you very much for setting up the grantnapier.com. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, no problem. My pleasure. Um, I have one more comment about the uh, football. Uh, I, I've seen persistent rumors um, that the Niners may be thinking about Lamar Jackson in exchange for Bosa and Trey, and I hope not. I no hope way. they didn't do that. No way. There's no way. They're not doing that. No chance. Not going to happen. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we still have a quarterback, which is uh, it proved to be pretty good last year, Pori. When he comes back with Borsa, I think it's more viable together than having just Lamar, Lamar only. Yeah, I wouldn't trade anyway. Nick Bosa for anybody other than maybe Patrick Mahomes. That's about the only player in the league I would trade him for. I wouldn't trade him for any other quarter. I, I wouldn't trade him under any circumstances. And, you know, as far as Lamar Jackson, based on what he wants to get paid, that would never work for the 49ers. Well, 
you'd have to make that trade, as you're saying. That doesn't make sense to me for the 49ers. It doesn't make sense to me at all. They're also still in in the uh, behind closed doors. They're they're still thinking that Trey Lance can be that guy that they gave up a lot. You know, they gave up a lot to get Trey Lance. They haven't completely closed the door on him at all. So it's going to be interesting, but I, I don't see any way in the world they make a trade for Lamar Jackson. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, have a nice weekend, Graham. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Thank you. All right, let's get to Zach. Zach, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, not too bad. So you were talking about um, who the Kings could be potentially be playing in the first round. And yep. so you're usually okay with, like, um, Dallas, Clippers. I'm okay with those uh-huh. ones. So the Pelicans or the T-Wolves don't ter- uh, scare you? Like, I know the Pelicans are down 12, but what about the Pel- uh, T-Wolves? I'm just saying with Anthony. Well, it, depends. it depends. It depends who's playing. You know, are they going to have Carl Anthony Towns back? Uh, Minnesota would concern me because of their length. That would be a very difficult matchup for Sacramento. And they have Anthony Edwards, who's got, you know, star ability. And exactly. that would not be an easy that would not be an easy first round matchup at all, uh, especially if Carl Anthony Towns is playing along with uh, Rudy Gobert and Edwards. That would not be that that would not be any picnic. I can tell you that. When do they expect Towns to be back? Because I'm saying if we did match up, like, would Towns be set for the playoffs? They came out with the report two days ago, and the actual quote was, in the coming weeks. The Minnesota Timberwolves said, in the coming weeks. Well, you know, we're now approaching the last 10 days of March. You know, the playoffs start on April 15th. He has not played since November 28th. He has been increasing his basketball activity. But again, there's only three and a half weeks to go in the regular season. So, you know, they're, they're running out of time. They're going to need him to get a game or two to knock the rust off before the playoffs begin. It's probably going to take him like a few games until he gets reintegrated in the offense. No question. No question. So like, no question. It's almost like if, if he comes in, like right when the playoffs start, the Kings are matched up. It could be actually a uh, boost for Sacramento. In some ways, could be. You know, the Kings the would be thing, the favorite. Yeah. The whole thing about the whole—I just want to add on this. The whole thing about the Mark Jones and Sacramento. Like, let me let me first say this. Like, when they first hired him, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. Like, someone from national television wants to work for Sacramento." But then, as like the past couple of years have gone on, he's like, he misses so many games. So it's like, why even work for the Kings if you miss all these games while you're working for ESPN? You'd have to ask the Kings that I didn't hire him. <laughs> but basically, so in the playoffs, like Mark Jones, as he if he's working for ESPN, he's not going to call any of their games, right? Because he has. I have no I- idea. I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is. I have no idea. First of all, I don't think Mark Jones is a good announcer, so I don't think you're missing that much. The problem is his backup is the worst announcer in the league by far. So you know you you know it's it's embarrassing, uh, and I'm I'm basing that on all the comments I get. I'm not going to backtrack on that. I haven't watched. I I wouldn't know Kyle Draper if he came down and sat next to me on the couch right now. And I really mean that. I I don't know who Kyle Draper is. I've never seen him. I don't know what he looks like. I've never met him. I've never heard him do a game. But my message is that I receive every time he does a game. (laughs) All these people can't be wrong. This guy is. And I also have messages from a lot of the minority owners that tell me they don't even watch the Kings broadcast anymore. They watch the uh, road team broadcast or the visiting teams broadcast that says a lot that's crazy and like you know i'm i'm gen z you know so it's just 
like this year has been so cool. Like it's, I the last time I remember watching a game, I think like that they were actually decently good was probably maybe like that 06 season. I think that's when I first started watching uh, Sacramento. But like just living yeah, well, through Zach, all these 16 years was terrible. It's amazing, isn't it? It's been so long. I know it's I'm so happy for all the fans and fans like you. But uh, hey, I appreciate the call. You have a great weekend. OK, we'll do. Thank you, bud. Bye bye. Don't forget tomorrow, Ryan will have the pregame show before the Kings and the Wizards. And then he will join me at intermission and after the game as well. Hey, enjoy all the basketball this weekend. Crazy. Have yourself a great weekend. And thanks for joining me right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.